I know when to stay in, get things done. Okay, you're on. What? Oh, you're on, bro. Okay, Go. right. I catch a paper boy, but things don't really change. Yeah. I'm standing in the wind. Break the wind. But I never wave bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye. But I try. He tries. I try. He does. Never gonna fall for Modern love Walks beside me Modern love Walks on by Modern love Gets me to the church, church on time Church on time Terrifies me Church on time Makes me party I thought always said but, makes me money well, I did too, Just uh, that's what you get for googling lyrics Church on time Puts my trust in God, God and man, man. Mother, Mother love. love, Mother Love. Yeah, thank you. You're too kind. Welcome to the IBB. Yeah, you know me, the intergalactic boombox, the only spaceship that NASA doesn't know about until now. And if you tell them, you just heard my alien buddies Gits and Shiggles with their rousing rendition of a Bowie classic. You know, that's what I hope the beginning of each episode is for uh, the listener out there, like music discovery and curation, inspiring the Utes of today. What the hell's a Ute? Question of the week. What's a fad that you facepalm over now that you totally embraced back then? I said fidget spinners. Megan Hollingshead, a fellow voice actor, says, Still amazing. Big Russ 65, for me, it was planking everywhere. I possibly could do that or the harlem shake oh man planks are torture i took pilates for a few years when i first heard that word i thought it sounded like a a really delicious italian dish let me have some of that down pilates anyway homeroom king says shiny denim jeans shiny i remember acid wash or stonewash jeans but not shiny hmm dana says ugh boots ugh that's what they're named after, the, the reaction that people give them. Dana says, I wanted to be a cool middle schooler for all of 45 seconds. For when I wore my new pair into school, I realized I still wasn't cool. But I was toasty as hell, so at least there's that. Amanda the Trash Queen says, those acrylic pacifier charms. Also came in other shapes like baby bottles. Ponza says, Pog, you're my little Pog champ. And Bloody Lace says, a fad that they facepalm over now that they were totally embracing back then, getting married. Hello! New question. What's a New Year's resolution you know you have no plans on going through with? I'll go first. I'm going to lose weight. No, really, really. I Yeah, right. So my antidepressants helped a lot. Cutting out gluten helped a lot. It helped me shave like 50 pounds off me a few years back. Then the lockdown hit and baby got fat. Now, I'm not as big as I used to be, and I do want to lose weight, but I'm lazy and I don't want to put in all the effort. Eating healthy is way too expensive, man. So tell me, what is a New Year's resolution that you're going to make, but you know you're so full of it, your eyes are brown? At me, at BoomboxPod, on the Twitter. He's not going to rule by fear. He's going to rule with R-E-S-P-E-C-T. Find out what it means to me. Suck it to me, suck it to me, suck it to me, suck it to me. With Disney Plus Star Wars, you know you're going to get plenty of fan service. Skip ahead to five minutes and 14 seconds to avoid spoilers. Thank you, Bubba. Or in a podcasting 2.0 app, skip to the next chapter. 
So, The Book of Boba Fett. John Favreau wrote this, and Robert Rodriguez directed the episode, which alternates between the aftermath of The Mandalorian and the post-Sarlacc shenanigans. There's some really, really cool combat scenes, some hardcore parkour from Space Ninjas. Because, why not? There's a cool VO cameo, too, from What We Do in the Shadows' Matt Berry, 8D8. Now, if that doesn't sound familiar, you remember the torture droid in Return of the Jedi? He was branding this poor little upside-down robot yelling, No! 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 And then you'd see the steam coming up before the brand actually connects with his feet. I didn't know droids could feel pain, but okay, George, we'll go with it. This episode is like the most time we've ever spent with the Tusken Raiders in flashback sequences. Am I the only one that thinks Tusken Raiders sounds like a football team? I like the big cool sand creature that we haven't seen before, although I have to admit that someone over at Lucasfilm likes Goro from Mortal Kombat. <clears throat> Just saying. We got ourselves another cantina sequence. It's great to see Max Rebo can still find gigs. Despite all this cool stuff, I was a little underwhelmed. I mean, it was good, but not great. Like anyone's opinion's gonna sway you. It's Star Wars, man! Neckbeards, gather! Get ready to complain! Conspiracy here! Ken, buddy, pal, you should probably introduce yourself to uh, our new listener, provided we have one. What are you, Dents? I'm Ken Spiracy, resident conspiracy theorist. Yep, yep, yep. You know, speaking of, we should uh, get your thoughts on uh, some of the biggest conspiracy theories out there. Crop circles. Crop circles? More like crap circles. Ew. What or who causes crop circles? Everyone knows that crop circles are caused by Girl Scouts. Okay. You see, they use the profits from selling their cookies to tag locations with coded messages. Thin mints rule. Right, and tagalongs will shed fat. Yes, exactly. Uh, how about Bigfoot? Bigfoot should be big feet. I agree, actually. Call me a grammar Nazi, but he should fire his publicist. Okay, how about Denver Airport? It's notorious for having miles uh, of these underground passages and tunnels. Lizard people all over the place. Figures. My research exposes the truth. They're actually reenactors of that old TV series V. Okay, how about this one? Is the world flat? Yes, and society let the air out. We were once as round as your bald head, Herbert. But the thing is, planet Earth doesn't come with a spare. Uh, we're just stuck on the side of the road in space. Yeah, should we call AAA? Well, we do have a drinking problem, but that's not going to help anybody. Uh, how about the real truth behind the vaccine? Ah, the vaccine has a tiny chip inside each dose. Oh, really? Yeah, some Cheetos, Pringles. <laughs> it's a devious plan to get people addicted to snacks. Maybe Weird Al can write a new song about it. How about the Great Reset? The Illuminati think our society is one big case of diarrhea, and they're gonna flush it. In other words, we're a sitcom, and they are the laugh track. <laughs> huh? They laugh at our bad jokes in real time. And lastly, conspiracy. Tell me the conspiracy about Yoko. Did Yoko Ono break up the Beatles? Not true. You heard it here first. Her singing did. There's a comet heading toward Earth. What do you do? What do you do? You watch the movie Don't Look Up. It's comedy. It's social commentary. It's almost a horror film, too, from Adam McKay. He directed Anchorman, Step Brothers, and now has nothing to do with Will Ferrell. Their bromance is totally over. Now, this movie on Netflix, it's, it's, it's polarizing audiences who mostly seem to love it or hate it. 
skip ahead to 9 minutes and 36 seconds to avoid spoilers, or hit the next chapter in a podcasting 2.0 app. Thank you, Bubba. I am on the side that loves it. My God, I found it laugh out loud funny. There's some great performances from Leonardo DiCaprio, Jennifer Lawrence. You got Meryl Streep as a train wreck of a president and Jonah Hill as her dude bro son. Timothy Chalamet, as polar opposite from Paul Atreides as you can get. Ron Perlman is a gun-loving nutjob. And even Ariana Grande shows up as a pop diva. Ooh, real stretch. And uh, she ends up actually improvising some pretty funny lyrics about the end of the world. There's some fun cameos in there, too. It starts off like a serious thriller, and then the comedy sneaks in. And what you end up with, I think, is a dead-on portrayal of today's society reacting to a doomsday scenario. Or, in some cases, not. Imagine media's slant, or a political slant, that creatively mimics the divide over the pandemic. There's even a religious slant. I mean, what if we had a few months before a planet-killing event? That's what Don't Look Up focuses on. It's all touched on here. There's even a message that drives it all home. Now, my personal favorite character is played by Mark Rylance, who plays sort of a whimsical guru, billionaire head of an Apple-like corporation. His voice sounds a bit like comedian Emo Phillips, and he sounds all spacey and everything. You'll either totally embrace it or want to hurl your remote at the TV. Oh, and make sure to watch for the two post credit sequences. <laughs> They're really good stuff. Things that made me literally say, now that's how you end a movie. Masterful. Mwah. Comedy is subjective, of course, but I totally loved Don't Look Up. Can't wait to watch it again. We are currently in the world of Web 2.0, which is great because it made our world of social media uploads and creating content possible. At the cost of all the giant companies harvesting our data. Now, what if there was something that could potentially keep that from happening built within the ecosystem? Mayhaps you've heard of a new buzzword making the rounds in the tech world. Web 3. Not Web 3.0. Web 3. All written as one word. Web and the number 3. It's an evolution of the concepts you hear me and other podcasting 2.0 supporters screaming from the rooftops. Getting rid of the middleman for transactions. Doing away with censorship becoming the magic word decentralized, unbeholden to governments or banks, etc., giving control back to the people. This is what Bitcoin and other cryptos are doing now and changing the financial world. But if you aren't careful, you could lose your funds and there's no customer service number or bank that can help you. So yeah, there's a learning curve involved. Jack Dorsey, former CEO of Twitter and huge Bitcoin advocate, is a critic of Web3. He argues that it would ultimately remain in control of venture capitalists. Well, someone's got to pay for it. Question is, how many of those venture capitalists are on the up and up? The optimist in me sees a really exciting future with the tech involved. The realist in me understands that, that just because something can be utopia doesn't mean it will be. Either way, the machines will take over. <laughs> Let's rock. That the human has been neutralized. Podcasting 2.0 means that you can stream micropayments to the podcaster directly. No middleman. The U.S. dollar is converted into Bitcoin or subunits of Bitcoin called Satoshis. And you can customize how many Satoshis are sent to the podcast as you listen in app. Now, of course, you need a podcasting 2.0 app. So go to newpodcastapps.com. A great article about how it works, especially with the Fountain Podcasting 2.0 app, can be found in the link in the show notes. Thank you, Gits. Thank you, Shiggles. You can also manually boost with what's called a boostagram. 
That means on the Podcasting 2.0 app, you are customizing the amount to send and the ability to send a message as well. Oscar Mary from Fountain sent 2,200 sats and says, thanks for the Dragon Ball story, Kyle. Dred Scott sent 144,000 sats. Oh, hello, nurse. And says, great job on Christmas Carol with Metis. Oh, yeah, yeah, I voiced Scrooge on Metis Pod. It's a really cool audio drama podcast. Link in the show notes. Dave Jones from Podcasting 2.0 sent 20,903 sats. Says, Merry Christmas, Mr. Scrooge. Great appearance on the Meatus Pod Christmas Carol episode. And Oscar from the Fountain app also sent Podfriend Boost for 514 sats. And another Boost from his own Fountain app. If the podcast you listen to is Podcasting 2.0 enabled, you get enhanced features like chapters, images, transcripts. Although my transcripts tend to come out really funky because I'm doing all these different voices. Maybe I could make that a feature unto itself on the show in the new year. Whether you send sats or not, whether you just listen, thank you, thank you, thank you so much for making 2021 a successful launch of the Intergalactic Boombox. If you like what you hear, tell a friend. I want to wish you, yeah, you, you with the hair. Or, or, or you without the hair, you with the face, you're awesome. And I hope you and yours have a fantabulous new year. And I leave you with the wise words of Mr. Ron Swanson from Parks and Rec. Give a man a fish and you feed him for a day. Don't teach a man to fish and you feed yourself. He's a grown man. Fishing's not that hard. Until next time, I'll see you on the primitive property.